Welcome to the Reinvent Relevance Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Mutzfeld, Director of Learning at Merfeld Career Management. Our show is about what we do to help people who want to take charge of their careers. We call it Reinventing Relevance, embracing change to do the work that matters. Today, we have a special guest. Uh, we're moving on from our normal career topics, and we are going to interview uh, Dottie Davis, the president of uh, Davis Training. And she's going to tell us about the remarkable career she's had. Dottie, thank you for joining us today. I, I really do appreciate it. It is my pleasure. I'm excited to be here. Awesome, awesome. Well, I'll tell you what. Well, let's go, let's go ahead and jump right into this. Give us a little background. You started out in law enforcement and then worked your way into education and security. And then now you're currently an entrepreneur. Tell us, how did you get started in law enforcement? What drew you to the profession? And how did that start for you? Well, I was not one of those children who always dreamed of being a police officer. <laughs> I actually always dreamed of being independent. Uh, of not working in an office and not having a monotonous job, doing the same thing every day, uh, putting the same widget in the same box. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, and, yeah, I do. <laughs> so I, um, in 1980, I was recruited by a law enforcement agency. They had a huge push for women and minorities at the time. And I thought, well, let's see, I like to run. I grew up in a very uh, paramilitary household, yes or no, ma'am. And uh, my father was also a gunsmith, so I've been shooting since I was a very young age. And so I applied and got accepted, and that is really the truth. I just put out an application and was accepted into this new career in 1981. And wow. stayed with it for nearly 32 years. Yeah. And you made, you, you went and progressed up the ranks. That, that's definitely for sure. Could you tell us a little bit how, how you did that? How you stay, what, we know how you got to the job. What, what kept you there? I mean, some people, some people wash out of, of hard professions like that, but you stuck with it and you made it all the way up to the top. Tell us a little bit about that if you could. Well, I was fortunate to have a mother who had a wonderful nurturing side and she was a social justice person. And I mean, she had to be with eight children, right? She was constantly <laughs> uh, putting out fires and uh, <laughs> helping with emotions. And so that yeah. was a really good role model for me. Um, once I got into law enforcement, I found that I really loved inner city patrol. I loved working with people in crisis and helping them find resources to get to a better spot in life. And so I did not test for sergeant for about nine years, and you can mm -hmm. test after three years, but I stayed in patrol for that first uh, nearly a decade, and then tested for sergeant, and then after that test and that promotion, I was lucky enough to move through the ranks to lieutenant, to captain, and then finally as a, a deputy chief and being the first female director of our police academy. Gotcha. Yeah, and in an amazing academy you have up there in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Uh, it's 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 a stellar uh, the facility, and and the cadets that are coming out of there are top notch. I have to say that, uh, having worked with them in, in a different capacity, I was never in the back of a squad car. Let me be clear. Let me be clear here. <laughs> uh, but uh, so during that, so you evolved with the career. What made you? 
what did you learn at that time and how did you take that how did you take that on what what was what was the biggest takeaway from that that long career that you had in law enforcement i think one of the most important things that i learned is if they offer you an opportunity for education take it even if you don't understand the worth initially of that mm school that they want to send you to. I was fortunate to be selected to go to the National FBI Academy. I was the first female on the agency. I hope there are many, many more to come, but it's 10 weeks away from your family living at Quantico um, on the military base. And so that, that was a huge task and accomplishment, if you will. Um, but I also became a hostage negotiator. Uh, I was a certified voice stress analyst. Um, I was sent to statement analysis school. So I gained a lot of education and along with that education, and I'm sure you can uh, relate to this, anytime you go to a training, the networking is just as important as the information that you obtain. Amen, preach. <laughs> <laughs> so all of the networking that I did during those 30 some years and then joining task force and different committees and boards and on profit for for-profit and nonprofit organizations that really set me up for my next career. Okay. And tell us a little bit about that. At one point, what, what made you decide, you know, I've reached the top here or about as high as I can go. And I, you're very involved in the community. You're on all these boards. You, you seem to have, you're at that stage where, you've got everything, all your, all your careers hitting on all cylinders. You decided to make a change and tell us a little about where you went to and, and how that worked out for you. How, how, what, what changed there? What drove you to that? I think what happened was I knew that I had reached the highest level. The only other level above me would have been assistant chief or chief of police. And we've never had a female in either of those positions on our agency. Um, and so I just felt as though it was time for me to move on to the next career and take a leap of faith. And uh, there was a job opening as the director of security for the largest school corporation in Indiana, where I would be responsible for 30,000 students, about 5,000 employees, uh, 50 mm -hmm. some school buildings and extra facilities on top of that. And I felt as though my my work history and all the things that I had accomplished would fit nicely mm -hmm. with working in that environment. So I applied and um, it was a, a tough selection process, but I in fact get that, get that job. Now I did not stay for 10, 15 or 20 years. I stayed for five and a half years, but I can say that I walked away from that job and know that I left them in a better place with security measures and policies and procedures and training uh, for security and staff members there at the school. So I felt as though I left them in a good place when I took another leap of faith. And this one was huge mm -hmm. because I was being paid well, I was being compensated well, but I love training. And mm -hmm. um, my job primarily was putting out day-to-day -day fires, constantly managing crisis, which I'm very comfortable doing, but I wasn't getting to do the thing that I was passionate about as much as I wanted, which was interacting with individuals across the country, helping them see better ways to do system changes, if you will, 
um, policy changes, um, movement toward a better place. And so I had formed my own consulting company back in 2000. I had been taking vacation time my entire career, well, I shouldn't say my entire career, but the last 13 years with the police department, and then for those five years with the school corporation, I took vacation time to be able to go and train. And I've been able to train in all but four states in the United States, and I've trained in Canada as well. And I had been getting request after request to do additional training. And so literally, I sat down with some of the people that I trust um, that have been my support system and are good business people, have a good business sense about them, and made an inquiry as to whether or not they thought it was a good, good move. And then I... I said some prayers and honestly, I said, you know, if I'm meant to do this, I need a sign. And then I get a call out of the blue from Boston mm. and they wanted to know if I could go to Atlanta, Georgia to do training in a very high crime, poverty stricken uh, apartment complex. And I got that contract and that was my deciding factor. I left. Wow. Okay, well, yeah, that that is that is definitely a. <laughs> so a lot of people would look at that and go, "Well, it's not time," or "No, it's not." What would you say to somebody who's who's on the fence like that and they're waiting for that sign and and they get it? There, you know, I, I number one, I applaud you for taking that that opportunity. So many people hesitate on that opportunity, and I'm sure that probably something in your law enforcement background and your background working with educators told you that this risk was a good risk <laughs> there was something in your in you definitely developed your intuition during that time um what so skills wise what exactly would you say what one skill or set of skills helped you along this career path to really keep keep on learning to to really understand what you love to do and have the, the chutzpah to go do it? Well, you just hit the nail on the head. I'm a lifelong learner. Um, I mean, I just ordered a set of flashcards um, because I'm getting ready to take this certification course as a professional security specialist. Oh, wow. And a lot of engineering firms want that, um, those three initials behind your name. Yeah. You know, I have all this background. You can look at my resume. But sometimes those initials behind your name get your foot in the door. Yep. And yep. so, you know, I'm continuing, you know, I'm in my 60s, but mm -hmm. I'm not done. I'm still learning, um, you know, in this downtime with some of my consulting contracts that have either been postponed or even canceled. I've not sat here and said, well, what am I going to do? I have nothing to do with my time. Um, I've read books, I've continued to do Zoom meetings, I've done webinars, I've done podcasts, um, you know, I've done things to keep my name out there, I've written uh, a blog, I wrote an article that got published during this time, and that is what you have to do, is you have to stay focused, and you also have to look at, you know, what's a different way that I can get this accomplished? Just because we've always done it some way doesn't make it necessarily right, and doesn't mean it's the only route to get there. Oh yeah, you, you've you, that—that's a pet peeve of mine for sure. Uh, 
definitely the the idea of retirement especially in your 60s that's that number is is essentially obliterated <laughs> as of 2020 you know keep working as long as you can work and as long as you more specifically want to work and keep doing what you're doing and so that's fantastic now i have to ask at, at any point in time on this process you had to have felt oh my god what am i doing uh, that anxiety, that 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 low ego voice in your head starts chattering, saying, "You don't know what you're doing." Blah 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 blah. You know, it starts feeding you all sorts of negativity. How did you deal with the uncertainty and doubt? What did what did you did you turn around metaphorically in your head? How did you turn around in your head and smack it? <laughs> so. I can tell you that when I transitioned from law enforcement into the world of security. Uh, I remember that first week driving down the road, looking at myself in my rearview mirror saying, what did you do? <laughs> what did you do? Because mm -hmm. I, it was, educators think totally different than law enforcement. I mean, it is totally different. Yeah. And I thought I'm going into the security world. That is yeah. true, but within the educational environment. Yeah. And so I had a wonderful, wonderful boss who was not a micromanager. He said, I hired you because of your skills. What do you need from me? And I was like, oh my gosh, to have somebody ask me what I needed in order to do my job, it was so refreshing. And then I had um, an older brother who said to me, you didn't retire, you refired. Ooh. And I love that. I was like, you're right. I just have to refire, I have to re-energize. I have to figure this out. And it took me probably a year and a half to get that ebb and flow of, there is a rhythm to an educational system. Hmm. You know, they work so many days a year and you know you're gonna be busy this month and this month and then it's gonna be a lull and then you're gonna have another spike. And so I've had to learn that. So it was about a year and a half. Yeah. And I've now been uh, away from that for about a year and a half. And the same thing is true. The first couple of months I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I don't have a contract this month. And, and it has all worked out beautifully. Good, excellent. So as we sort of wrap up here, what would you, what sort of advice would you give somebody? And, and most of our clients are Gen X and up. They're Gen X and baby boomers. We have a lot of millennials and some, some Gen Z now even. Uh, but really anyone who wants to rewire, who wants to fire themselves up, who are, who are sick and tired of being sick and tired going into the same job and they want to do something different and they just need that, they're waiting for that, they're waiting for that sign. What, what, what advice would you give them? What's the sign you would want to give them today? What, what advice would you give them? One, always have your resume ready. You never know the next opportunity that awaits you. So don't be behind the eight ball trying to get ready when someone asks you to come to the table. So have that ready. Two, whatever job you're in, I may be working from home, but I'm currently still on three boards and advisory boards on top of that. Connect with people and in groups and organizations that you don't necessarily, um, you know, maybe that's not your real passion. You want to know more about it, but start getting involved in your community. You know, right now is a perfect example. 
why community is so important and people. You know, we need people right now. We need to be able to connect with others and we need to have some real conversations. So mm -hmm. those are some of the things I would say and then constantly learn. Um, when you think because you've already got a degree and you're done, yeah. I'm telling you what, there's somebody else out there who's a lot fresher than you, that has different context than you, that has a different degree than you, that, you know, you don't even know that you're competing against them. So I compete against myself. I know that sounds really odd, but even when I'm out running, um, yeah. I will see a point that I'm going to run to and in my head I'm going to say okay I'm going to run to there and then I can stop I never stop I'll, I'll run another two trees or to another stop sign or something to say ah, you beat yourself you know <laughs> and it's just a way for me to constantly say you can do this and That's so I encourage people to constantly push themselves out of their comfort zone I can honestly say I would not be where I am today had I not taken the leap of faith. Just go back to where I started, mm -hmm. a male-dominated profession where few people looked like me in that world at all when I started. Mm -hmm. And as I went through the years, you would have thought more people would look like me, but the higher you went, the fewer there were as well. Just because you're the only one at the table doesn't mean you can't make a difference. That's fantastic. That Excellent advice. Thank you so much for sharing your story today. I hope that everyone, everyone listening to this gets something out of that because let me tell you, you're preaching the Merfeld, the Merfeld line there. Let me, let me, it's just some great advice. Uh, so I want to thank you again, Dottie, for, for taking the time to work with us today and, and, and share your story. Uh, to everyone, I hope you enjoyed uh, what you heard today. Took, take something away from it. Take this advice and make it real. So thank you everyone who joined us today. Uh, to find out more about how you can make a career change and take charge of what you're trying to do so you can follow those leads when they show up, uh, reach out to us on LinkedIn, visit our website. I hope you have a great week and I'll talk to you soon.